Welcome to the Inspired Father podcast, where we celebrate the extraordinary journey of fatherhood. I'm your host, Wesley Rhodes. Join us as we bring heartfelt, empowering stories from fathers all around the world, the joys and challenges to the triumphs and lessons learned. This podcast is a beacon of inspiration for every dad out there. So let's embark on that adventure of fatherhood together and get inspired. Well, welcome to the Inspire Father podcast. Today, I have a very special guest, Aaron Riley. Aaron, first of all, I want to thank you for coming on and agreeing to do this with me. We've been friends for a long time, and I'm stoked we were able to make this happen. I'm excited as well. I'm excited to dig into this and talk back and forth, dig in. I'm just a good conversation. Heck yeah. Awesome. Well, if uh, you want to kick things off and give us just a brief intro about you, um you know the basics family where you're from uh kids uh, uh like like west knows we, all that yeah like west just said we've been friends for a while um grew up in southern ohio right where kentucky ohio west virginia meet so it's kind of like all that whole area knows each other um currently live in california i have two kids Two and uh, or one that just turned three, and the other one that's five months. Wow. Um, I'm a CPA uh, and married to my wife Allison for a little over a year now. So we're kind of hitting our stride and like finally getting the hang of this thing after two. Very cool. Yeah, awesome. And um, you and I met through cycling, and uh, yeah, I met a mutual friend who I hope to wrangle onto this podcast as well. I hope you get uh, it. Yeah, exactly. And then uh, your wife, Allison, she's from California. She's actually from Florida. Oh, wow. Okay. She's from Southern Florida. Yeah. We met in Colorado and um, we've kind of been all over the place. We met in okay. Colorado. We, um, it was, uh, it was shortly after meeting that Sawyer came around. It was definitely not planned. So it was a huge life changing event that like, yeah. It was hard on both of us to tell yeah. the truth. And it was, it took a whole lot to get to the point that we're at. And we lived in one, in the first year that Sawyer was around, I think we lived in four different places, just trying to like <laughs> get, figure out where, because Allison, oh, really? Allison was from like Southern Florida. She yeah. went to school at UF. Went to um, got her went to law school in Texas and lived in Southern California, and then decided she wanted to try the mountains, and it d- did not work out. She was not prone to the cold, okay. So, so that's that's what spurred the move. Yeah, to back to California. Gotcha. So, okay, it went Colorado, Florida, two places in Col- no two places in Colorado. Yeah, then Southern California. We did a short lease there and then up to Northern California or like the central coast, Carmel, man, Monterey area, child under one. Oh God. It was a lot. I can only imagine. Wow. Um, so let's go back, back in time a little bit to, uh, Southern Ohio and, uh, give us just like a little bit of a rundown on you, um, Obviously, we're both into cycling, but that kind of happened, um, yeah, for me, 
in high school, but we have a little bit of an age difference. Like, let us know like how that happened for you, uh, school growing up, that type. Just take us back there a little bit and walk through a day in the life. I think if you, if most people would know me today, they would never think of the same person that I was, I would say through like high school. Let's just back up to there. Um, I grew up definitely lower middle class and um, just really worked my way through that. And I was never, I would say I was never the exceptional student. It's just just to be truthful, not okay. saying that like I haven't succeeded now. Like I've definitely, I could put my mind to something and definitely take, get it done these days. Yeah. And, but at that point it was just, I just wasn't motivated. I think both my mom and dad worked a lot yeah. and it was, it was always a struggle on that end. And then through high school, my mom and dad got divorced. So I think that like, had a little bit more of like there was no like strong parental figures in my life at that time because they were both kind of doing their own thing they weren't doing their thing obviously I was being parented but like they it was it was a struggle at that time and then which I was able to get through high school went to college in at Marshall um, there in West Virginia, pretty much heard. right in the same area. And um, that's really when I got into like, tr- actually like putting in a full effort towards like running and cycling. And that's yeah. when I really started like applying myself, I would yeah. say. And I I think I first discovered how far I can like push myself and how I can really apply myself through um, through cycling and running actually yeah. and doing triathlons and through that period through college I I mean I, it was my stepdad was really into cycling and biking as well which was the person that my mom married and he was the person that really got me into that and like really showed me like what I could do right and with that I think I mean through that time I counted it to this point. I've done over 90 marathons and, and I think the thing that really like showed me what I could do is when I attempted to do, attempted to qualify for the world championships for Kona and the, um, in the Ironman. Yeah. And through that race, I pushed myself to the point that I lost 30 pounds from the start of the race to the end of the race, because I was so dedicated to like, I wanted to do it so bad. And I bonked mm. on the swim and I was able to like push myself so hard through the run and bike, which was my strong suit that like, yeah. I really just did. I pushed myself to the complete limit. Yeah. And I think ever since then, whenever I think about like needing to do something or like thinking that something's sure. challenging, I always look back at that point and was like, I can really push my body or my mind to yeah. do whatever I want. And then like soon after that, then like that's when like my career started. And I, like I said, for the CPA and like, and just, it's went from there. Right. Exactly. Now I'm glad you kind of got down on this topic because I've talked with a couple other uh, friends and we feel like 
that when you have a, a history with endurance athletics, especially where it's not necessarily a team sport, although cycling could certainly be a team sport. Triathlon is absolutely not a team sport uh, other than those that support you like in the pits and to train and yeah. all that. But would you, th do you think that, <clears throat> that those lessons that you learned and just that self-discovery <clears throat> through athletics has helped you as a father because with the other guys that I've talked to about this, we think it definitely sets you up for success. Just being able to um, grind at something for a really long time and quote unquote suffer, um, w like willingly I, suffer for something. I think so. I, I've never thought about that. But now that you like you brought it up, I do see how like the, it correlates together where you there are I mean being a parent's tough and like those <laughs> first year or so it's just miserable yeah and it takes a lot to like get up every two hours to like oh he's crying again oh oh it's only been 30 minutes it's like oh this first few weeks of like <laughs> sleepless nights I mean the sleepless nights never end I don't think from the time I the Sawyers came around till now I could probably count on my one hand how many nights I've like haven't been woken up throughout the night. Right. And I mean, and he's three. And well, now we have another one that's like right when he was starting to, to like get his sleep down, then another one comes around. So like <laughs> it's just like I think having that mentality of being able to push yourself yeah. further than like you think you can. Or like knowing that like there's those limits that your mind sets, you can go above them. Yeah. I think that really helps just those sleepless nights and those long days. And For sure. Yeah, no, I, I, I agree on that one big time. And then um, I've done some training outside of athletics as well that um, I can look back on and be like, oh, this isn't as bad as that. So like we're good. Like I'm here by, I'm here by choice. And, uh, you know, this is, this is, this is not so bad. And then at the end of the day, like you get those moments where, you know, they're smiling, laughing, and it's like, makes it all worth it. Oh my gosh. Just seeing a smile on their face or them running in and saying hi and getting excited yeah. or like this morning I can, I remember like, I was just, I was up before everybody else, which I get up before everybody else because yeah. I kind of need that time to um, to myself before yeah. because it, otherwise it's just like whenever when they're one of them's up, you're on. Exactly. So I I actually specifically wake up in between like four thirty and five in the morning so yeah. I can have like an hour or so by myself, right? Because otherwise it's you don't get it. You you don't get it. Because yeah, you, you can't think for yourself almost because you're like just for anybody that may have forgotten what it's like to have, you know, new kids. And for those who don't have them yet, like it's, you're just constantly triaging the situation. And so there's not a lot of time to think about you and like moving the ball forward. It's just a constant. Like, I, I have a friend that's getting ready to have a, um, a kid in a couple months. It's going to be his first. And like, I just told him, I was like, it's going to be such a life-changing event that like yeah. it's more than anybody could ever tell you 
like right. the amount that it changes your life and in a great way. Like I, yeah. I don't regret it one bit or like, it's, it's like the biggest joy in my life taking care of my kids and like just seeing them progress pretty much month to month at this point. Yeah. Yeah. And those, those first months are, are intense. Like we just passed the year mark with the twins. So, you know, it's, uh, it's cool to be able to see just how that progression goes. And you look back at p- pictures and the big, they're making, you know, more changes now, like month to month than they will like year to year down to down the line. Yeah. So it's um, really exciting seeing those changes and like those first few, that first month or so, like, I don't think anybody can prepare you how hard it's going to be. Yeah. No, <laughs> you just, you just got to embrace it. I know with our second, like, I, I, I think we both forgot how hard it was and we were just like, oh, this is miserable. Luckily yeah. we had like Allison's mom here to help a little bit, but yeah. like, it was tough. Right. Yeah. And then with two as well, um it being at different ages you know that that seems like that'd be tough to like not forget about you know the three-year-old <laughs> in the midst of taking care of the five months you you can't i mean that's yeah. it's not an option so yeah. it's like the difference between one and two is like with i mean you have two so like it you you yeah, don't they're, know they're the like difference the same, you don't know the difference between one and two like yeah, you have to like, carry with, two different types of diapers. Like it's the same. Well, that's food. that's the <laughs> thing. And like with one, one of you guys always have some free time. But yeah. with two, there's a lot of points that nobody has any like any time to get away. You're both on. I think so, about the people with like triplets and quadruplets, and I'm like, I have no idea. Like how I don't know how you do it with twins. It's so like, I think that's impressive. But like more than two, I I don't know how you do it. Yeah, we're definitely a, we're definitely a team, that's for sure. But uh, you have to be. There's some times where, like, just the logistics of two immobile, well, mobile-ish, but immobile, like, and that I can direct them to where they need to go. Humans, it it is quite tricky. But uh, well, that's the thing, just getting around, like, yeah. How? I mean, it, it just has to be tough for like one of you to take both of them if you need to go to the grocery store. Or you yeah, need to run out and get something. Walking. We live walking distance to the grocery store. So we actually walk with the stroller to the grocery store. So, we just do like little mini runs like almost every day. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You you would have to. Otherwise, like if you had to take, if one of you guys had to take both, like I, I don't know how you would do it. I mean, it would yeah. be done, but like it, can, it has it to be done. Thanks for listening to the Inspired Father podcast. We'll be right back after this message. You've been listening to the Inspired Father podcast. My name is Wesley Rhodes. Thanks for listening. Uh, the only thing that I could ask of you guys right now is uh, that you subscribe and share this with somebody who you think could uh, benefit from these messages. Thanks again for listening and uh, enjoy the rest of the show. So let's change gears just a little bit. And uh, I'm going to ask you a question. Uh, okay. What does it mean? What does it mean for you to be an inspirational father? Or what do you what do you hope that what does that mean for you now? And then what in the future do you hope that that will mean? I, I just, I think an inspirational father, I want my two boys to grow up to want to be exactly like me, or at least mm. be better versions than me. But I, yeah. I want to show them the best you can be and be that person that they look up to for an extremely long time. And they strive to be that. And they, they, they want to be 
they don't want to they want to be as good of a father when they're having kids as I yeah. was when they were kids. I love that. That's cool. Yeah, that's a good that's a good mentality to have when you're just approaching everyday life. Yeah. Because now Sawyer is at the age. <clears throat> I remember like my first memories at three years old. So like he's getting to that point now where like this, I mean obviously everything up until now is important, but like now at three like memories are developing so like you never know like what but what's it, like, captured and what is yes memories are developing he's repeating and re and like mimicking everything that you do throughout the yeah. day everything yeah. that he sees and it's I, yeah you really and, have to be on your toes these days yeah exactly and from um uh, as a father to other fathers what do you hope that other fathers can get out of this conversation? I, I think the biggest thing I would like to um, for them to get is that you're not alone and yeah. that they're, everybody's going through it and it's tough. And like it, like you, nobody's going to be perfect and just yeah. showing up and being there for your kids. I, I hope that they see that like that's all it takes is just showing up and being the best person that you can be and knowing that like it's a challenge and it's tough for all of us. Like yeah. my I have great days and some days I some days aren't so good. And if like Sawyer's not like the happiest, it's like it's really tough to like show up. So right. just knowing that like you're not the only one going through through this and yeah. It's really hard. Speaking of that, do you have some sort of a support network or some really close friends that you're able to tap as resources? And then uh, has that changed since pre-fatherhood? Um, I'll answer, no. I think that was our biggest struggle with moving around. Yeah, and never being settled is not having that good um, community to okay. like lean back on. And since being, we're in Palos Verdes, which is like Southern LA uh -huh. now. And since being here and with our second, Allison's joined like mom groups. And yeah. so there's like mom groups out there, but there's, I've actually thought it was like, there's no real dad groups out there for like dads to yeah. like, get together and which was like one of the motivating factors with wanting to be on here is yeah. like i think this was a great resource a place for dads to come to kind to kind of like see that it, you're not in this alone and yeah. it's tough and like we all have our challenges and like just maybe just one thing somebody might hear one thing and it might click in their head and be like oh i never exactly. even thought about that or it's like, oh, maybe I should try that. It may it make things a lot easier. Yeah. Or just like, okay, this struggle's like worth it. It's like it's yeah. tough now, but it like it is worth every second. For sure. Yeah. And um I, I feel very blessed in the situation that I'm in, and that when we moved here to Davidson, North Carolina, like well, yeah, we yeah, we knew she was pregnant whenever we moved here. Um but I just like, we lived a life before this that we moved around a lot. And I think just because of the way that 
I have lived in the past. I've learned to make friends very quickly. Um, but a really good resource that I found and I just doubled down on it as soon as we moved here, uh, was, is a men's workout group called F3. It's a fitness fellowship and faith, right? Um, and we meet every morning at five 30, just in a field in front of the library. And we work out, do like a boot camp style workout for 45 minutes. And then a lot of guys after the workout, we'll grab a coffee, chat, fellowship. And then on certain days, we do some structured events. Um, we'll like do a book study um, or some sort of like leadership development or break up into small groups. And that has been hugely helpful because the guys that I've found myself surrounded by here are just top, top quality, you know, and yeah. uh, lots, a huge amount of support. And so I just, I, you know, I made it a point to be there every day. And then when the kids came, we just had this huge support network. Like we didn't have to make a single meal, I think until Christmas because oh, wow, that's nice. guys kept like bringing us food. That's that amazing. Been going. And so for anybody out there that's looking for that community, I, I, it's a, it's free first of all. So it's just F3. Right. Um, and anywhere from five to 30 dudes will show up and work out, suffer a little bit together. And it's, it's been like a, a game changer for me. Um, and it's all, look into this, that. it's all over the country, not all, yeah. it's actually all over the world now. Uh, so I bet you, you could go and look and find a, see a, find a group. I'm sure I could find one down the road from you. Yeah. So that's been hugely helpful for me. Um, but would you say that you, so you feel like there's not a, a good network for guys to plug into. I know I've got some really good friends that I will call on whenever I'm struggling with stuff. Um, do you feel like you have like a good network there with family or friends? If I need to call, I, there's somebody there. Yeah. But like on a day-to-day -day basis, it's, it's tough. Yeah. Gotcha. Yeah. Especially moving like that. Um, up, uprooting like right before or right during and after having a kid, I can't imagine, you know, trying to all be social during the first year of a child's life is it's tough. <laughs> it is. But like one good thing where we recently moved, it's like, I think we hit the jackpot. I really, I didn't think neighborhoods like this existed uh, and it wasn't our top choice. It was actually quite low on the list, but it was okay. just like the perfect house that popped up. Uh, and within like the first two to three weeks, I think every single neighbor like either knocked on our door to introduce themselves really? or like when we like they saw us out or walking in the street they like introduced themselves and like they were like we're in house two three five and um and like if you ever need anything please come over and i think at one point like someone brought over like a list of every house number on the street who lives in there their pet's name their email address their phone number and like finding this community like it yeah. wasn't expected it's yeah I, it, I'm not, I think this is separate than like the dads, like having a place for dads to go, but finding a community for like the whole family. 
yeah um has been really rewarding and like it's just it is like solidified that like this was the right house okay. i mean at one point like a high schooler knocked on her front door and was like i babysit if you ever need somebody to babysit here's my name and number wow i was like where does this happen yeah that that's wild we we certainly don't live in that community um, I, I don't think it exists anywhere else i i didn't expect it i was like yeah. it, it's 2020 something and like i don't i didn't realize like people communicated with or like were fr- so friendly with their neighbors these days yeah that's another know, thing no, you brought up as far as timelines are concerned you also had sawyer at a very difficult time in the world yeah um, and then trying to move on top of all that craziness that would just compound all of the things that we're talking about right now. It does because like during the COVID times, like there was no groups, there was no place to yeah. like really get together because it wasn't allowed. And yeah. like just people were still hesitant about doing it. It wasn't until like the past year or so that people are way more relaxed about getting together and like mm-hmm. having those group mm-hmm. outings. Yeah. Yeah. Good. I just kind of put that all together as well. I mean, when Sawyer was born, when Sawyer was born, there was only one of us allowed in the hospital and we had to stay in the hospital the entire time from the time that she walked in the door to the time that she was gone. Like I was just there. So there wasn't, so it made it tough because we had a dog as well. So we had to find somebody to take care of our dog. She, Allison's family came. So it was, it was very, it was challenging because like one of us couldn't go home and like take a shower. So it was just like, we were there the entire time. And how long did, were you in the hospital for a while? Uh, she had a C cesarean C-section. So she was there three or four days. Okay. Yeah. We were, we were there about the same amount, but I know I definitely went home and took a shower at one point. <laughs> or like going to get something to eat. Like, <laughs> Yes, that Just, that is. I'm glad you brought up the eating thing. So, if you haven't had children yet, or, or you're going to have another one soon, don't forget. Or if you don't remember, the the mom gets taken care of when it comes to food. That is an afterthought most of the time, and I know my experience was that there was uh, a lacking of of food um, for dad. So. Plan ahead and uh, either, you know, have somebody bring you some food or have a plan in place because it, mom's getting fed really, dad may not. Oh, or if dad is eating, it's cold. It's oh, yeah. like, I don't, I don't know the last time I had a nice warm meal. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So at the hospital, definitely prep for that. All right, let's yes. lighten things up just a little bit. And uh, I want you to hit me with your best dad joke. I knew this was coming. <laughs> I... I, I couldn't, to tell the truth, like, I don't have a good dad joke. All my dad jokes are very, like, situational. Like, okay. they, they probably come on on a daily basis. But, like, I can't think of a good one. I was fracking my brain before this conversation and try to think of a situation. But, like, to tell the truth, like, it, that's one, like, I don't have a good one. I'm, I feel like I'm, like, letting you down. Uh, it's all right. I will... Uh... I will come to your rescue. And since uh, we started things off on the bicycle, why don't bicycles throw parties? Why? They're too tired. 
<laughs> oh, that's good. Yeah, that was <laughs> thanks for coming to the rescue. You're welcome. Um, all right. So jumping back into fatherhood, what are some of like the biggest learning uh moments or events that have happened uh to you thus far? As a father or as a person? Either. Run with it. Um I think as a father, I I think the biggest thing I've came and I've also like Allison and I have both worked on is like actually like dedicating a little time to ourselves, not yeah. like selfishly, but you need, I think the biggest thing, and it took us a little while to figure this out. Like it's part of the reason I get up at four 30 or five in the morning is so like that hours to me, like I have yeah. a little time to like get my day going to just like prep and just like decom or decompress. I mean, decompress and just like be myself and like do the little things that I need to do before I have to be on. And like Sawyer's not, Sawyer or Hunter's really not on a schedule. So like Sawyer goes to bed when we do. So like there's no time in the evening to like have any time with Allison and I or like to myself. Yeah. So, like when they wake up at like six, six thirty, it's on until like nine. Game on. So yeah. Besides their like little nap time during the day, but like Sawyer's at that age, it's not guaranteed. <laughs> yeah, so, right. Might be just quiet time or it, quieter time. <laughs> I wish it was quiet time. It's <laughs> hopefully quiet time, but like sometimes it's not. Yeah, exactly. We had a family down. We had a family down the street that said they struggle with a nap time, and what they did is like yeah. they actually took nap time away, and when they did that, their like little boy, which is right around the same age as Sawyer, started going to bed at like seven, like clockwork, and like. They were like, it was actually kind of nice those first after that first week to be able yeah. to have that little time in the evening. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, we put the we put the twins down really early um at six o'clock. Um and then we get them up just before six. Usually they get up much before six, but uh, I was gonna say, how long do they sleep? That's great. Yeah, yeah. Normally it's like it starts with a four, but uh yeah, yeah having though that couple hours well hour and a half to two hours in the evening together is definitely just absolutely critical to keep your keep our sanity um you have to have some time to yourself yeah so i totally agree with you on that so you would say that uh just look figuring out a way to spend time together uh is uh like something that you had to figure out how to do like do you guys hire a babysitter or how are you able to do that when we will we yes we we have to hire a babysitter and yeah. it is when we want and we've made it a conscious decision or i have yeah. i like make dinner reservations so like we have to get a babysitter it's not like one of those things hey do you want to have a date night no it's scheduled like yeah. i think i have one scheduled the end of november like nice. i've got a reservation to a restaurant that We've both really been wanting to go to, and that was as soon as we could get in. And so it is like taking that time and like just putting the stuff on the calendar and being like, yeah. this is going to be our time. Right. This is, we need a little us time because otherwise it's just like, 
when you're with the kids, you're with the kids. <laughs> I don't know if this has happened to you or not, but it's like, oh yeah, we should go out on a day night. It's like, oh, we went out on a date the other day. It's like, uh, no, that was like two months ago. <laughs> oh yeah. That's, I mean, it hit a point that like, it was months since we've like were able to like do a date night so that's why i put it on the calendar and i at least do one a month yeah we have one i try to do more but like sometimes it just doesn't work out but like at least do one good one yeah Yeah, you gotta be intentional about that for sure um well we talked about learning moments is there anything with um any regrets that you have had as far as like maybe ways you acted, things you did, said, or wish you could have done differently, knowing what you now know uh, when it comes to uh, fatherhood? Um, There is definitely times that like, it's just, it's been a long day at work. And like, I definitely like got upset with Sawyer with like oh, yeah. just something that he's done. Like yeah. it, that I wish I wouldn't have, but like, I, I think it's happened once or twice, but I really consciously, when I know I'm not like, I'm not a hundred percent or it's been a long day at work yeah, or a long week at work. It's just sometimes I consciously have to like remind myself and just take a breath. But there's definitely been times that like, it's, I, I've yelled at him when I shouldn't have yelled at him. Yeah. Yeah. No, at, uh, that it because it is just it never there there's not ever really any uh relief right it's you're just grinding and grinding and grinding like it's very hard to to keep it together sometimes so um i think we've all we've all been I, there i definitely have had, had to some, i've definitely had some situations where it's like oh man i wish i could have handled that a little differently and if you and if you haven't, I don't think you're involved enough. Like you, yes, you're there, but like if you are able to scoot through like toddler years and not like just not break a little bit, like I maybe that's a wake up call to like maybe I need to spend a little bit more time or I need to focus more on yeah on the kids because yeah. if you're focusing a hundred percent on your kids, like it's gonna happen. Right. And it's too easy to get like wrapped up in like social media or a book or just like work alone to like you could be wrapped up in that and not be a hundred percent focused. And it's one thing that I if I'm around Sawyer or Hunter, I'm a hundred percent committed to like yeah. I want they have my full attention. Yeah. Can you hear them going off in the background? No. <laughs> okay. I, I was actually listening to just a little tangent. I was listening to one of your other podcasts the other day and um, it was like you were breaking in for something and I heard him in the background of you speaking and I kept turning <laughs> around and was like, is that Hunter or Sawyer? I was like, are they yelling? <laughs> I know, right? Yeah, you it that you just get so in tune to that noise uh, yeah. once you uh, have kids. And I might have been hearing them and like I just assumed it was up mine. So like <laughs> that it could have been because I was like hearing kids, but like I was just assuming it was like my wild two boys that are just like constantly making noise and like bouncing off the walls. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We're at uh, similar stages um, with the with the young ones. You're like a little bit ahead, 
is there any gear or equipment that you just couldn't live without? Um, Specifically for in and around the kids, either something that helps you or that they use. I, hmm, that's a good question. I, I think the biggest thing that's helped us and like it's kind of grown with the kids, especially like getting around with like multiple kids yeah and ease is the veer wagon have you heard of that yeah i have the yeah we um we got that and i think that's been hugely helpful yeah if you're going someplace going someplace that's not concrete or just going someplace with both of them yeah they can both get in and if you don't have to like carry a bag and it's actually a little easier than a stroller because, and, and like the great thing is like, you can take it to the beach, you can take it off road. And if it gets dirty, you just spray it out with the water hose. Yeah. Because I don't think, I think besides that, like there are strollers in their car seats. I think I'm washing that thing every a couple of weeks because there's just always crumbs and there's always right. just stains. And the other day, like Sawyer was eating a croissant in his um, car seat. And like, of course, it all didn't go in his mouth. Most of it went in the seat. The next day, he got in his seat. He was walking around. And all of a sudden, Allison goes, did Sawyer use the bathroom in his pants? I said, no, that's a stupid croissant from the other day that was in his seat. So it's just like the never ending, like figuring out the easiest way to clean stuff without having to spend hours. <laughs> um, I bought a um, DeWalt battery powered pressure washer yeah money <laughs> how do you what do you do with all oh, the clean stuff yeah yeah yeah, oh, yeah. that's like, great that's a great idea that and then throw it in the, the washing machine or dishwasher whatever else like oh. you could really uh, i i think my biggest struggles also with like since being a dad i'm a little like ocd about how clean i clean stuff and i'm just very like meticulous and like, oh God, I, I spend, Allison gets on me. I spend way too much time cleaning stuff, but like, it's, I struggle with not, with stuff not being perfect. She, on the other hand, can just go however long, but like, I just feel like I'm always like trying to keep stuff as clean as I can. Cause it's yeah. just, it's a little thing that bothers me, but like, I mean, I, I've really like, I'm a lot lenient on it these days, but it's, <laughs> yeah, I, it's definitely like a struggle that I've had to like not be as ocd about how stuff how stuff is clean or like the status of it right exactly no i I, i'm glad that i don't struggle um with that to the same degree i have another friend that i race bikes with that is like ocd not uh not ryan somebody else but uh anyway it's like a full a full cleaning of the sterilizer between uses of using the sterilizer to sterilize something else. It's like, dude, too much. It's too much. Oh, that's, that's how I was. Like I was definitely the like, kids and the dog when I, yeah, that's, well, that's the thing. I got down to the point that like Sawyer's eating stuff off the ground. We were at, oh gosh, do, do you speak of that? We were at a restaurant the other day and we were eating. And as we were leaving the table next to us, dropped like they had like scraps of lasagna that they were eating when we were leaving Sawyer got under the table and started eating the lasagna that the other people had already ate but it was on the floor 
Like, I was just like, I, what are you doing? So, like, this is what you've got to look forward to if you have wild boys, I guess. Yeah. Um. So, but, like, I mean, they're going to eat that. Like, I, I don't care. He drops candy or he drops something on the floor, eat it. Like, I don't want it to yeah. go to waste. Not only that, like, it just builds his immune system. And he's going to do it even if you say no. He's going to find a way to, like, eat something off the ground. Exactly. No, and it's that's it's so true. And they put everything in their mouth. Um, and I know with two of them, it's just like, like I can only do watch, you know, one at a time. And like in that split second, you look away, like they got something and it's in their mouth. Like there's yeah. no time at all. Um, yeah. One of the products that, you know, we probably couldn't have lived without or the it's made by Bjorn baby, the bouncers. I don't know if you've seen those, but they're just like, I know what you're talking about, like a metal frame and the thing folds up super small and it's like a secure place to put the kids. And we would do a lot of things because of having that uh, available. So um, yeah, that's a, that's like a, we couldn't live without it. And then a fun new one that we are just now getting into is we have a Benno boost uh, e-bike it's a cargo oh. e-bike and you can actually put two Thule Yep kid seats. That's my next purchase. Uh, on the, the back of it. Like a long, long um, e-bike, yep. like a cargo e-bike, a long one. So you can put both. Once Hunter's big enough to like yep. be able to sit on it. That's They say nine months for the seat, but either the shoulder straps are a little bit high uh, for, I would say nine months, but now they're at a year and, it, it fits them really well and it's so I, fun I think and the, it's that little bit of peace and quiet too <laughs> yeah i mean that's i i just thought it was be a nice way to like get around and like ha- be like outside yeah so aaron i want to do um our audience justice i think we may have to do a part two on this cool. i definitely want to keep this conversation going because i think we have a lot more uh ground to cover and if you're open i to can't it, believe we've been talking this long I know, right? It's Fired Fathers. My name is Wesley Rhodes, and you've been listening to the Inspired Father Podcast. I hope you found inspiration from this episode, and also hope that you'll subscribe and join us next time on the Inspired Father Podcast.